0: Body. he's dead why and Why is he in Hollywood Go. if, he's gonna, <laughs> if we're going to resurrect him have him go back and make the sausages that everyone loves that's Jimmy Dean my man what yeah I know it's tough <laughs> <laughs> oh and another thing I think it yeah. cut out no it was good it, it spiked pretty good you want me to do it again no Quieter. sure uh, and another thing, for another one, and another one, and another thing, and another thing. Oh, and another thing. Ooh, and another thing. That's a lot of options. And another thing. Another another thing. <laughs> another one. Yes, <laughs> and another a- thing. And another another thing. And another thing. If you say it enough, it loses any kind of <laughs> focus in my like mouth. You,
1: enchilada, enchilada. Enchilada.
0: Oh, enchilada. enchilada thing. That's what we should do for Secret of Mayo. Enchilada thing. <laughs> enchilada thing. It's a podcast where we drink, we eat,
1: agree. Eat enchiladas. And
0: eat enchiladas. Hey, that's close enough. Look, this is a podcast <laughs> where we actually drink, we discuss, and everyone wins. Yeah. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I'm still Vargas. Nice. And what you heard was 12 mm-hmm. takes. That's how the magic is made. That's how the soup is cooked. That's how the sausage <laughs> is, is made. Ah. <laughs> and that's called a callback.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, so happy to see you guys again. Uh do you want to talk about anything new with you or
0: uh, so a new compo came out. Surprise, surprise, I want to talk about compo. Okay. But I'm gonna give you guys the premise and <gasps> you guys tell me how how cool this sounds. Okay. One day, soon, the United States will close its borders to the rest of the world, completely. They'll erect (laughs) giant walls and energy fields that prevent any communication or ships from getting in or out of the country. Okay. 30 years from then, Mm -hmm. a signal will go out saying that the United States has a cure for the worst plague the world has ever seen conservatism (laughs) (laughs) and a team from the rest of the world has to go Mm -hmm. into the united states to negotiate for the cure and potentially the united states rejoining the country
1: whoa the world
0: yes sorry i said the country the world yeah open their borders yeah
1: how cool does that sound
0: honestly i wish (laughs) i could say it sounded science fictiony
1: I mean, it just <laughs> sounds science futury. I know <laughs> it sounds very prescient. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, Undiscovered country. Interesting.
0: It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. What, was the, was, what was the catalyst that made them put up walls and borders? Was it? Um. They they some they, flop of a man. Uh, no. They explained it in the back, and like the big thing was China calls in its debts, like due to like tariffs and stuff. Mm. China's like we're tired of you with mm. this stuff. Like yeah, yeah. pay us our money back. And the United and States as kind of we can't. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have money for the sweet barrier technology, well, yeah, so this yeah. is going up. Boop. But it's by um, Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, and I don't know who did the art. I've never...
1: Giuseppe Cominicoli. Yep, that's the one. And Danielle Orlandini. Did you just look
0: up Italian names in on Google and come up with Giuseppe Cominicoli? Uh, it
1: was an Italian name generator. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: Mar- Mario and Luigi. Do yeah. So undiscovered countries, it's gonna be a wild ride. Hundred percent. It sounds like a like how you find these niche because you know a lot of comic book people are just into Marvel or DC, but you find these niche little uh, ones. I'm... I I appreciate the compliment, but it's on image, and I think I read today that it was like the image, most pre-ordered. Image is a big deal, Yeah, and this comic book I think I read was like the most pre-ordered comic in the history of image. So I appreciate the compliment, but ever, peasant, do you ever learn how much you don't know about something? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch football, <laughs> I, uh, I finished, I finally finished living with yourself with Paul Rudd and Ashley B. Finally, man, that is a, Ooh. it's, it's nutty. It gets nutty and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Nutty. Ha Or nutty. Something. Oh. Okay. There was a scene. Cause Paul I mean, Rudd Paul can Rudd. go both ways. Yeah. But it made me laugh for, I would say, a good 15 seconds out loud <laughs> where I wanted to go back and watch the scene again, but I was like, oh, I really want to see what happens. Um, I can kind of go spoiler free, but it was just a long shot and it was just Paul Rudd running across this courtyard with an axe <laughs> and just the his facial expression from like the first shot and then just uh-huh. running. It was... Very well executed shot right. and scene, <laughs> and I loved it. But yeah, yeah, it, it ended. The ending caught me by surprise, and I was like, "There's no way they're gonna end it here. There's was gonna be like mm-hmm. a stinger." It wasn't. That was the end. So, I mean, are, there, season
1: two? are there any plans to a season two? I
0: they definitely left it open, but it, it could also be self contained. So I guess we'll see how it does in the ratings, and then. And, and there's a there's a fight scene between. I mean, if you watch the trailer, you know there's two Paul Rudds. right? But there's a fight scene between the two Paul Rudds, and I was just like, that must have taken. Just they, an hour for a I, I read
1: an interview, yeah, where they, they talk about filming that, and it was super interesting. Because, I mean, it's a typical, like, use the body double, like, real quick for this scene, yeah. and then, like, flip it around do stuff like that, yeah. You know? But there
0: were... Uh, not to be that guy, but I think the correct plural would be Paul's Rudd. <laughs> like, attorney's general. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I know you were not trying to be that guy. <laughs> but I'll just say this.
1: Goober. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yikes.
0: What about you, Brendan? What do you got going on That's over there? That's a
1: slur. I don't know if you can say that on air. I can say Brendan on air. <laughs> dude, I do it every episode. Uh, I finished, well, Shits uh, Creek season five came out. You uh, tweeted about that. Dude, it, it like... Must have hit you in the feels. You talk about caught me off guard. Like the whole season was very, very good and dove to me more into the characters and what motivates them and things like that. And, and because they had been building like knowing these characters and understanding these characters and the, these journeys they were on for four seasons. And so it's building to this big event for the final episode. And there's things that happen, a lot of great things that happen to these characters during the season. Um, and then the final episode particularly highlights a couple different characters, but one character in particular, something happens and it's like, it's flooring how like moving it is. And I was, I was definitely, I remember watching it like, oh, ha, ha ha oh, like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it happens and like, it's so powerful and so great that it's just a product of basically these wonderful writers and showrunners. And I see now why Schitt's Creek has been nominated for, was nominated for a ton of Emmys and things like that because. Is
0: is season five it or are they doing season six? uh,
1: I mean, I think they're doing more. I mean, season five was just, was just on net. I mean, it just got accepted on Netflix basically, but uh but no, yeah, Schitt's Creek, I mean, I've been championing, championing, championing. Cham-
0: well, you have to be in the French region to be able to champion <laughs> something, but yeah, yeah, we know what you're saying.
1: Right. I've been highlighting that show for a long time. <laughs> and <laughs> I like how
0: you just went right past promoting. Yeah. and Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Look, sometimes words escape people, especially when they're two beers deep. Yeah, but no, that was, that was the other show.
1: Oh, that's right. Our <laughs> failed show. Just pick out that wound, bro. Um but yeah so shit's creek on Netflix uh the show is phenomenal hilarious and then also again there're things that happen that are just like I did not expect to be like that struck by what happened
0: one thing so, i've noticed about that show is it's one of the slowest burning shows yeah. in a, in a good uh, character development <laughs> in, in way, a very good way yeah um I mean, because it, it it takes sometimes two seasons for a very minor character arc to play out or right. for like their growth to show up. So yeah, Because again, I
1: think it's like the, one of the best shows just highlighting just everyday life in this bonkers ass town. And then, yeah, then characters who slowly get there because that's, that's what life is, right? Like people don't just all of a sudden like turn over a new leaf, like in the next episode, took, you know, it
0: took me 20 years to figure out why I hate the basketball <laughs>
1: players at the gym so much. Exactly. And so, yeah, so Chits Creek is wonderful.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: So they
0: announced uh, well, well Vargas, you saw the new Terminator, right? I did. How was it? It's a fucking Terminator movie, man. Like, <laughs> not, and I mean that in a good way. In a good way. It, you got a spoiler I, free for us? I, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But we're talking over you. I'm talking over you. So you can't. Right. I'll stop. Will you? Nah. <laughs> um I thought that the new terminator movie was the best terminator since terminator
1: 2 and i know that's not saying every, a lot literally every review i've read has basically said that yeah and for i've there's a lot of like basically mixed reviews on it and kind of trends more towards positive but ever, everyone has said yes at, like you take the actual T3 the original T3 yeah. and then salvation and genesis like this is the best terminator since it, terminator 2 it's yeah like yeah. Can you guys? Ex-
0: uh, I I haven't seen any of the Terminators since T two, Ooh, buddy. Good.
1: I love T two. <laughs> You're good there. But yeah.
0: can, can you explain why the three in the middle between two and this mm-hmm. one? Why everyone is so mad and upset that they're that they're not good Terminator movies? Or
1: oh yeah, because like Terminator three Terminator three is it's not a bad movie. It's, it's a, fine. It's a goofy, right? weird movie. But their their problem is is that like every James Cameron was not involved in the the next three Terminator movies, basically, and his idea of Terminator One, Linda Hamilton, uh, her character was like a valley girl, like just trying to survive, like, and then at the end becoming like I'm the, I I'm carrying the the savior of humanity in John Connor, so I have to become in Terminator Two, a righteous badass. So like that character arc is wonderful, and then James Cameron was like I don't like those two movies were it. There was never a plan for any other movies because that is literally it. Terminator 2, Judgment Day was meant to be the final movie. So then Terminator 3 comes around and James Cameron is not involved. It's about a John Connor 20 years down the future who finds out that that, uh, Judgment Day has been not stopped but just pushed back and they kill off Linda Hamilton off screen. She's not in the movie at all. So the heart and soul of the movies in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 is not in Terminator 3. So one, right off the bat, you're kind of like, well, you're losing the main creative force of the movie. You're losing the heart and soul of the first two movies in in Sarah Connor, Lena Hamilton. And now you're just like fucking around and basically just making the same exact movie. Because Terminator 3 is about uh, John Connor from the future sends back Arnold, a T-800 or whatever it was. And then Skynet sends back another Terminator who is just like the T-1000, who's a shapeshifter Terminator, but can now create weapons and stuff like that. That's the only difference. And has boobs. There's a scene in the movie where she gets pulled over, and she is the female Terminator, and the cop is walking up. She looks at a billboard, sees that the billboard has giant boobs, inflates her boobs, and then gets out of a, part- a yeah. ticket. It's goofy shit. hold shit. That's in the movie. And I got to go rent Terminator 3. <laughs> and you're even forgetting before that, Talk to the hand. Yes, and then it's
0: Ar- Arnold busts into a gay bar. Yeah,
1: so and that's another thing too because <laughs> yeah, the they they and that's I think one thing I kind of like about the movie because in Terminator two he goes to a crazy biker bar and just steals like a guy's like yeah, yeah like yeah. leather outfit. In Terminator three he goes to a gay bar and steals a guy's leather outfit <laughs> like the same thing.
0: Well, that's a funny bit.
1: And it is it is it is a funny bit. That's one of the only like interesting things that the movie has to say. And it
0: happens in like the first. Five Correct. The and then other than
1: that that <laughs> terminator salvation came later and that was like an interesting idea because they were going to go to the f- to john connor as like a 20 30 year old man and the first steps of the the resistance basically against Skynet. but it's just it's McGee made it and it's just poorly it's just bad poorly made poorly thought out like there was a lot of things about how um there's a lot of interesting ideas whenever it first was announced how like John Connor was just going to be a voice over the radio who inspired people. And then at the end of the movie, you're going to meet him. And then Christian Bell got involved and then went, well, if I'm going to be in the movie, I want to be in the movie. Like I don't want to fuck around. And so they went to scream at people doing lighting. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that happened. And then Terminator Genesis is just bad idea. Top to bottom.
0: <laughs> okay. If they had not
1: spoiled the
0: premise, they, and then they the spoiled trailer. the entire
1: movie in ter- in, in the trailer. Yeah.
0: So because the premise of the trailer, spoiler alert for everyone, uh, was that Skynet was like Alexa, basically, or like Siri? Yeah. And John Connor was a Terminator.
1: Yeah, you like, find you, you find, find that out. That yeah, he
0: he has become. And
1: Skynet has been sending back Terminators since like Sarah Connor was a baby. Yeah. yeah. And so John Connor and the, the Resistance sent back a Arnold Terminator when she was a baby to take care of her, and that's like the big thing. So then it it picks up whenever. like the events like leading to Terminator one where Kyle Reese gets sent back and he thinks he's protecting Sarah Connor, but turns out they're protecting him from Terminators coming back essentially. And then you find out, yes, it's a lot of timey whimey stuff. They, they go to the future, like present day from the eighties. And yeah, you find out, Oh wait, actually Skynet is not this like nuclear supercomputer. It's just Alexa. And it's like, that's how it takes so, over. In, so like, there were a lot of desktop. really
0: cool ideas executed poorly. There are.
1: And then you find out John Connor's Terminator, whatever. Yeah. So, and then Terminator, this new Terminator, which everyone's calling basically Terminator 3, it does what Halloween 2018 did. Yeah. Where it ignores all the sequels and just goes, we're a sequel to Terminator 1 and 2, and that's it. And it picks up with, um, I don't know, Terminator's getting sitting back and blah, blah, Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I, I know little it, about it, but...
0: It, is a sequel, and it, it follows Linda Hamilton, you find out in the movie, has been killing Terminators since 1990-whatever, right. and that's the movie it picks up from there. Um, what I think is cool about this movie is if they make another one, yeah. which I think they should based on my yeah. viewing of the movie... Um, you could almost make the the next two Terminator movies, mm-hmm. Dark Fate and you know Terminator Four, right, or whatever right. you want to call it, like a coda to the first two movies, yeah. Because the Dark Fate has a lot of rebounding stuff from Terminator Two, mm-hmm. but almost in reverse, because
1: Linda Hamilton is Arnold in right. Terminator like, Two. I've basically, read that she's no longer like. They stop Judgment Day, yeah, and it just picks up from there. Like, right. What if you stop Skynet Judgment Day, and now like you're just the the like not the savior of humanity because you're carrying John Connor, but you're saving humanity because you're protecting people from exactly like attacks. Exactly. And, and a, so I and think again, that's, that's I think I think yeah.
0: it would be a cool like flip to it, right. especially if they made Terminator Four like Linda Hamilton has to protect the person who's going to birth. The new John Connor or something, right? Whatever.
1: But I think the unfortunate thing is that Terminator: Dark Fate came out in it's. It got. Oh, it, it has like a seventy-two percent on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes, but it didn't make any. But money. its budget. But it, yeah, its box office is very poor. So yeah. I unfortunately don't think we're going to get a lot of lot of new Terminator movies. I but know. I think the main problem with these Terminator movies, and that's why like, something like Terminator: Salvation, like the one where it goes to, like Christian Bale as John Connor, it it it's like they just kept trying to remake terminator they kept trying to go like well what's so important about terminator it's much like the jurassic park movies like yeah jurassic park had this great idea of you create dinosaurs dinosaurs rebel fuck up, we should fuck off and it just kept doing that with lost world and then Jurassic park 3 essentially Jurassic park 3 is a fun b movie but then jurassic um, Allen. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then jurassic world and jurassic world 2 which are both like they just try to do the same thing and it's like you can only build so much tension and good story elements and characters until, it, but if you keep doing the same thing and essentially remaking things, like then what are you like getting at? What are you doing? Like, what's the point? What's the purpose? Right. And that's why I think like Jurassic world two, even though they're, they're talking like Jurassic world three is going to happen. Well, they just released that short film. Oh yeah, they did like, didn't they? this year. Right. Yeah. But Jurassic world three, I don't know if, or two, have you, did you guys see Jurassic world two falling, falling kingdom? Fallen right. kingdom yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to look at you uh, i was just looking back up i've never seen it <laughs> hey brian what's up how
0: uh, i've just been seeing a lot of people give to charities lately so i'm trying to fit in but i can't find one that i get anything out of um are you looking for something more than the intrinsic happiness you get from helping others yes yes i'm dead inside so i want something tangible Let's put a pin in that, Uh, but I think I have something for you. Have you heard of Hope Clothing here in Kansas City? I have not, but it does sound super cool and hip even. It is. They work with KC Tattoo artists who design shirts that benefit local Kansas City charities like Greenworks and Rosebrook's. They even plant a tree for every shirt sold to help the world stop burning. Wow, that is amazing. Sounds like I'm going to be paying like $100 for a shirt, though. Way less. In fact, if you use promo code DEBATE10 at checkout, you can save an additional 10%. Uh, I've heard enough. Where can I find these kick-ass shirts? Easy. HopeClovingKC.com. They even offer free shipping. Uh, where? HopeClovingKC.com.
1: Right, but where is that? The internet. Oh, nice! Okay, that's the end of the bit. HopeClothingKC.com. The promo code is DEBATE10. But Jurassic World, the the Jurassic World with Bryce Ellis Howard and Chris Pratt, it's interesting. Like It it carries a lot of the the ideas that we're going to be Jurassic Park 4, with, like, people training dinosaurs to be, like, blah, blah, blah. It takes yeah, some of those elements. Yeah, it ditched the
0: clones. And
1: it ditched, like, the weird, <laughs> like, dinosaur-human hybrids and dinosaur-dinosaur hybrids and stuff like that. Yeah, but it anyway. gave me the hybrids. And then basically it abandons all that and just becomes Jurassic Park all over again. And it's like, okay, like, whatever. And then Jurassic World 2 is just the same shit. Like, it's just, like, it's basically Lost World they go back to the island to get dinosaurs and then it becomes like a haunted house ride. Yeah, but... And it's bizarre. Like, but, it's just
0: so weird. But... Dead ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see Jurassic America, I, the I, movie. Listen,
1: that, and then it just becomes Planet of the Apes.
0: Yes. Planet <laughs> of the Dinosaurs. Yes, give me that movie. Sure, yeah. Uh, Valley, Valley of the Ingwe. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, Well, the, the answer to the question that no one asked is... <laughs> Uh, ca- capitalism. That's why everyone right. remakes why, everything, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes there are those situations where um, you guys said a lot, uh, off air that
1: Elijah Wood is remaking a. He wants to remake a horror movie. There, so we, <laughs> yeah. this is a whole big discussion about remakes and things like that. And how Elijah Wood started a production company called Elijah the, uh, Wood Spectre Vision. Spectre Vision. Um, Spectre Vision. So it, it started out bundling your cable since 1992. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is. So Spectre Vision started out uh, a little bit ago, and basically it's Elijah Wood and his and like a friend of his or something like that. Started in 2010. Um, they started making uh, movies like uh, they they actually made Mandy and Daniel wasn't real, which I've heard. Oh boy, yeah, they those made are, those movies man. as well as a couple other movies. But they're making a, those are bad, huh? They're Mandy strange. is insane. <laughs> Imagine they just film Nick Nicholas Cage, Nick, yeah. Cage yeah, yeah, yeah. on a drug bender. Yeah, go. Yeah. That that's sounds manic. great. Yeah. Oh, and it's... And you have all of the lights. <laughs> <laughs> all the colors you want, man. And it's bug That's insane. So, but anyway, so that that led into... Uh, because Spectre Vision is getting ready to release this movie called Color Out of Space. It is an H.P. Lovecraft uh, movie. And it looks... And it looks insane. amazing. And also it Also has starring Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage, <laughs> So they're making that. And it well, comes... You save money when you cast him. It's true. He works for pennies. Yeah, right. Sorry, so and, and it's coming out.
0: We forget though. Academy Award winner, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> hey man, you just gotta wait till he falls out of grace. But anyway, yeah.
1: so so yeah, so it, it is like on limited release right now, and then it's coming out, it's gonna roll out more. Like I know Alamo Drafthouse is hosting screens and shit like that, and I really want to see it. But there's this whole idea of um like they basically talked about whenever Chris Rock, Chris Rock and his production company are remaking Saul, like they're <sighs> rebooting Saul. Yeah. Which Chris Chris Rock is the last person I think of whenever I think of the Saw movies. Um, but now Spectre Vision, they've made a pass at and they want to reboot or make like a sequel to like the first two f- like uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. They want to make Wait, another
0: they, they want it to be Nightmare on Elm Street 3, like they basically
1: want to just pick it up as if like the movies just kept going. They don't, so, like after New Nightmare? I think so. I, I don't know if they wanna I don't I, I Look, I, explain to me the <laughs> continuity. Okay. So Nightmare on Elm Street 1 yeah. came out. And <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um But I'm pretty positive their whole like um idea was was basically it's just gonna be a continuation. Um it, it's like not something that's gonna be gonna happen, but yeah. it's something that they wanna essentially just keep on going with. Okay. And it's not gonna be like a new idea or new, much like how they made the nightmare on Elm street back in the reboot yeah, yeah. in 2010, 2010 yeah. 2011 with rorschach yeah really, who was horny yeah um yeah it's not gonna be that it's gonna be just just a continuation with the old characters and that yeah. whole idea and that freddy's already established sure. and that stuff whatever all this is is
0: okay it's it's fans who have money <laughs> which imagine if we had money yeah like Elijah Wood money, Lord of the Rings right. money, right? <laughs> we had Lord of the Rings. Money. If we had Lord of the Rings money, do you not think that we would try to make remake Fallout 4 <laughs> or that we would try to make a Fallout movie? Like it's just things, it's just friends sitting around drinking going we could make we should make that because here's what we think is wrong with it and here's how we'd make it better. That's all it is, but they yeah, have Lord yeah, of the Rings money. Yeah. <laughs> I I get th- I yes. You're not wrong. But I feel like at some point it's somebody's job to say, "Well, what makes this different?" Like, right. for example, the Danny McBride Halloween. I could say it's the Danny McBride
1: Halloween. Who the it, newest Halloween? It, movie. It, it Danny McBride and his writing partner, someone. Yeah.
0: What What made that different than Rob Zombie's Halloween remake? You know, the, it's it's all it's all about the pay. if you can if you can make it sound different and, and like yeah. it's going to get more money. Then you're gonna spend on it. Yeah, that's true. Then it's then it's gonna get made. Yeah, I Which, mean, speaking, that's all it speaking
1: is. Speaking of the, those Halloween movies, did you have you seen both the one and two, the Rob Zombie remake? I've seen one. I didn't even bother with Halloween two. One's bad. Two is actually bug nuts insane. Is like, it, it, but is it better than Halloween two, the original Halloween two? Oh, in the hospital and stuff? Yeah. Like? No, no. But it's. But I will exactly say exactly my point because my main issue with that remake, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween remake, is that. One, he highlights, he makes Michael Myers a serial killer. He makes him a real person, which already is fucked up and crazy. Then the last 30 minutes is just a remake of Halloween. Right. And so he was kind of, like, he tried to make his usual hillbilly serial killer upbringing, which, that's stupid. Halloween 2 is like the aftermath of Halloween 1, but this time Michael Myers is allowed to be Michael Myers, the shape. Yeah. And it's also a, a journey into his mind. And in Laurie Strode's mind, and it's absolutely insane, and it's awesome. Like it's actually legit, like insane and
0: creepy and great. The biggest problem with with Rob Zombie's Halloween movies is that there were no zombies in it. You can't. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Should have called it, it Rob. Should have called it Rob No Zombies. <laughs> Rob No Zombies Halloween. <laughs> Just kids trick or treating for two and a half hours with right.
1: some guy stabbing people. <laughs> a yeah. normal Halloween. A normal, a normal man. But that that opened up a bigger discussion because like Vargas and I were talking about the bigger discussion of like remakes in general, and we this the whole thing with Spectre Vision kept bringing up wanting to remake Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's like why do some remakes like work better than other remakes? Like John Carpenter's the thing is the definitive remake. Like whenever you think yes. of remakes, it's it's a remake that takes the original the original thing from in the world and turns it on its head. Actually, takes like from a, like a thing I was reading about, take closer to this original takes story a, a, to the original story. And also takes like Lovecraftian weird, like body morphing horror stuff and John Carpenter, put it all together and made a wonderful, amazing horror movie.
0: So part of it that works to me as, as someone sort of on the outside, I've seen it twice. Yeah. Is that at the time, that's it. Yeah. At the time, body horror was not common. Mm-mm. That's true. And he also did it practically, which of course helped things. Yeah, which is but insane. So, so you have that already. Which people, when when something breaks ground, people lose their minds, whether it's warranted or not. See Brian's irritation with <laughs> Citizen Kane. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> but the, the story is, when you break it down, it's a mist It's a whodunit. Right. Yeah. And people love whodunits. They, True. I mean, they have murder mystery
1: parties. I'm still. very excited about Knives Out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that that movie in particular, mm-hmm. I think people point to it so much because it has those all those elements, and it still has a strong story. Right. And everyone in it—excuse me, that was a burp. Everyone in <laughs> it uh, has good performances. Yeah. It is. So,
1: it's a phenomenally shot movie. It's a phenomenally acted movie. A phenomenally written movie. And like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Like the tension is formed from the situation they're in. And then uh, the characters like not trusting each other and not knowing what's coming next. like that that's like what makes the thing so wonderful on top of the horror coming from the grotesqueness of this this alien creature taking over your body and literally splitting you open from within and creating this crazy stuff. So, so it's what
0: well, the, the, so the thing that you made me think of while you were talking, because it's my <laughs> turn to talk now, <laughs> yeah um, is. David Cronenberg's The Fly, right? Right. Absolutely. Probably another top five remake. Yeah. Um, Because the concept is the same, Right. but you take the concept of this kind of campy 50s horror movie Mm -hmm. and you impart a very relatable (laughs) human story on it. Combined with the David Kroederberg's
1: disgusting
0: body <laughs> horror, the crazy practical right. effects and stuff. Yeah, that's a witch's brew for a great right. horror movie. But The Fly is much more of a cult classic. It's not as widely accepted as a horror staple that The Thing is. Yeah. Oh, yes, no, for sure. Right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's still missing one of those elements yeah. that, that yeah. The Thing has. And obviously, John Carpenter is a big part of that. Yes. Oh, oh um, absolutely. 100%. But so I think I think. Wait, are you calling David Cronenberg a cult director? <laughs> Excuse me, <you> <laughs> go watch Videodrome and tell me what. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yes. Hmm. I forgot about the widely successful Good Videodrome. Videodrome. Okay, how dare you? I, we're gonna go put on scanners, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> So, I, I, I mean, it, it has to do with uh, if they get the original idea of it. Well, first of all, you have to start with a good story,
1: right? And, and that's why I think, like, things like The Thing and The Fly and then, like, I'm looking at, like, <laughs> Aladdin, no. Um, and then, like, the, Dawn of the, like, the, Dawn, of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead remake. Like, zombies are always a great thing. And then, like, getting people together and then, like, turning the idea of the mall on its head and things like that. Or like, yeah, the the very foundation of a good remake, the good story is is a good story. And then being smart enough or good enough, like John Carpenter to take that idea of, well, there's this alien that can become other things. And in in the original thing from another world, it's like a floral organism. Like it's some weird thing that like when it takes people over, it makes them like a pod and then it comes out of the pod and like blah, blah, blah. And so John Carpenter took that and went, well, what if Let's we make it, it out of meat? <laughs> yeah, what if instead it's just some like organism that we don't know what it is that can just assimilate assimilate you by in, infecting you and then bursting out of you and creating a copy of you, and that in and of itself is insane. Um, I'm looking, and then like for example, I was watching this thing about Ocean's Eleven, and how people were talking about when o- the o- Ocean's Eleven remake, which is a which is a good fun movie. As well as the other two movies are also very fun, but people are talking about like, oh, how can you touch the original Ocean's Eleven?
0: Like this, and, oh, I'm poking, and basically, I'm poking I watch brain. this like Audio. I watch Audio. this okay.
1: breakdown of the original Ocean's Eleven. These guys are like, this movie shit. Yeah, this movie is awful. So you have a lot of these movies too that like, from a product of their time and then what was popular like at that time, are are just like just kind of like a big whiff. Like as time goes on, it's like we can make this story a lot better. Okay. you know what I mean. Okay, so let's so let's pivot a little bit. Okay, because I can't talk into my mic if I pivot.
0: Oh, sorry. No. Oh. Uh, just just the topic, not our bodies. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, so what what makes video game remakes so attractive? Right. Because that has been right. I'll say recent a, a recent thing where you know, the Spyro games got remade and Medieval and Crash Bandicoot and now Disney's doing the... Uh, oh, the, uh, the SNES, Lion King and Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin mm-hmm. and Lion King. Uh, but but even kind of before that, you had like... It pops in my head is the the Borderlands. I'll call it a port, but it's it's one generation separated. You know, it came out for Xbox 360, but now it is on Xbox One and you right. can play, you know, all that kind of stuff. What makes people want that stuff, but not want a movie version of a direct port of a of a media product? Does that make sense? You know yeah, what I mean? It like
1: do, it does. Yeah.
0: To me, it's a lot simpler. This answer is a lot simpler. Okay. Um, again, uh, so I mean, again, capitalism, of course. Sure. But <laughs> the in the last three four years, especially, you cannot. No one can deny that esports and gaming has become an actual thing. Right. I deny it. If you do, go look it up. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste everyone's time talking about fucking esports on our podcast. But there, you can. It's a, it's a money maker for sure. Yes. But but what it proves more is that gaming is has a very large audience. I, be, I I mean, there are stats out there that says gaming as a whole outsells movies and television. Well, sure. For uh, money, Grand right? Theft Auto Five is the highest. Entertainment, Highest yeah. entertainment money-producing product yes. of all time. So they are relying on this huge audience, and especially now because uh, a lot of people in their 40s and 50s, and even you know, going down to 30s, us played games growing up, right? That's uh-huh. you know, Sega, all the uh, Atari, whatever, whatever, so so Nintendo, saying, Super Nintendo, all these things, so right? To, to cut nostalgia. in real, to
1: cut in real fast, I, like Red Dead Redemption Two. Which has sold as of like a day or two ago, sold twenty six point five million copies. That basically is like thirteen point two billion dollars worth of sales. Sure. For, for for a video game property.
0: So there you go. That's this is what I'm saying is is it, it it appeals to everyone because you get to put yourself in the story, which is much harder. Suspending disbelief in a movie is already hard, but actually putting yourself in that movie is is right. way harder. You're right. following those yeah. characters yeah. and you're not one of them, right? Right. You're telling a story, not living a story. Yes, basically. So uh, the appeal is much the the audience is bigger. The appeal is bigger, but the the main factor is that nostalgia factor. Yeah. We talk about all that you guys were talking about, Bioshock Ultimate Collection. Of course, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Borderlands Ultimate. Of course, I'm going to get that. Right. Because you're thinking, I, you and I, Vargas, have talked about getting the new Modern Warfare, even though it's, they've been making the game forever, oh, yeah. forever, forever. Because <laughs> we whipped shit on it in college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, this, it's that you remember the times when you're like, God damn, that was fun. And even if it was like, like the Lion King, I don't think I ever got right. past level one. No, no one did. But I remember playing <laughs> right. it for an hour and a half straight. Well,
1: right, that exactly. Like they remake these games that we don't. Not everyone has a PS3, PS2, PS1 anymore, a, a Super Nintendo, a Sega, anything like that anymore. And that's what like I'm running into currently with my whole Dragon Quest obsession, um, because I'm. A, I'm one a big... might say it's a Dragon Quest. Boo. <laughs> boo where where i'm I'm basically going back and like the whole history of Dragon Quest is amazing. I, I won't dive into it and and and, and yeah, save it for in, your enla- enlighten you guys. Um, but basically, like not all the Dragon Quest games were made like one made in the United States, and two were made past like the Super Famicom or Super Nintendo. Like they jumped from that to like the PlayStation one. yeah, and then Dragon Quest Seven came out way late in the PlayStation One uh, life cycle. Then Dragon Quest Eight came out on PS2. So it's like for someone like me, like again, it's like almost like monetary reasons of one, like I I, I do have a PS2 or PS3 that can play PS1, PS2, PS1. So it's like I want to find those games and play them versus basically like I, I listened to this thing where this guy was talking about um, just buy like the DS versions, buy the 3DS, DS versions because those are easier to obtain. And I think like a lot of these remakes and ports, it's like, what does it come down to? What's easier to obtain—the the remake, the port, or the original SNES version of Lion King? You know what I mean. And and
0: if you think about it too, what do all three of us thirty-one-year-old selves have that our twelve-year-old selves didn't? A little Money. bit of disposable income, exactly. So of <laughs> <A> course, girlfriend. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. I. Every one of us definitely has a girlfriend, and they're not imaginary this time. Yeah. So, but. Right, so when you're when you're 12 years old, you're like, oh man, you earn allowance or whatever. Right. But now it's like, god damn that was fun. Yeah, of course I have forty dollars laying around.
1: Right, or it's like I had uh, I had every console growing up. Then like I would go, well, I want to get I want to update to like my Xbox. I'm going to sell all of my like old games, old cons, like my GameCube. Like I'm going to sell that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I would do that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, and now I'm like, god. Damn it. Why did when I do, I like that. Why did I do that shit? But again, but you know you're going to
0: they're going to upgrade and now it's kind of exactly. it, it's kind of expected ever since uh the original uh or X- Xbox 360 mm-hmm. especially and PS3. P- the,
1: P- the original PS3, the fat bo- the fat man that I have, the original yeah. is backwards compatible, but That's the, what I'm saying. the Slims are not. And the PS4 is not compatible to all anything before but, PS4. Right.
0: But, but 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 with those those two so the PS3 and the Xbox 360, that's when the backwards compatibility started.
1: Mm, right. So
0: you kind of get this idea right. in your head that you're going to be able to, even if they don't have it now, right. in the future they'll release it on, you know, and right. PlayStation is doing it on the PS Store and PS Now and right. everything. Right, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Switch is but doing again, it with the… again, that's a subscription. The, PS Now is a I subscription. I mean, yeah. again, <laughs> <laughs> capitalism. But again, you know, all these things are still being ported and it's right. all these… And again, leads to memories… Yeah. All it takes is is a five-minute memory of you having a good time as a 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Not that five-minute memory, Vargas. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. But thinking about just thinking about it, and you're like, again, disposable income. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, if you can recreate that nostalgia for 15 minutes on your Switch, mm-hmm. it, is it worth it for $40? Probably not. No. But <laughs> you make yourself think it is. No, right? it's true, man. Like I was joking with my brother over the text the other day, uh, and you guys... May or may not understand this. Um, But Resident Evil 4 is coming out for the Switch. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I own six copies of Resident Evil 4. They've (laughs) released
1: so many copies of one, the Resident Evil games. You want to talk about remakes? Like, they've remade the Resident Evil games repeatedly. Yeah. With the most recent Resident Evil 2 remake, which is actually supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah. But they've remade. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Resident Evil 4 was released originally like on the GameCube. GameCube. Got ported over to the Wii. The got Wii, ported over to the PS2. The PS2, the Wii, the like... Yeah. Every console has come out with a yeah. Resident Evil 4. Yeah, And, and I now know it's just another... All of them. It, <laughs> and I, I texted
0: my brother the other day. I was like, hey, you'll be proud of me. I haven't purchased Resident Evil 4
1: on Switch yet. He was like, yet. That yeah, was yeah. his response. But Resident Evil 4 has that staying power of like it was so different than the original Resident Evils. Yeah, you know, it, it was, blew my mind it was out the, of my It was butthole. the first game that was like the over, well, not the first game, but the first Resident Evil game that was over the shoulder, like aiming down the barrel versus like the static fixed cameras. Yeah. It was still creepy and awesome and so much fun. And it's so good. I will keep playing
0: that game on every new console. It came out, even out in though,
1: 2005 on the GameCube. Yes, I know. before we met.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I know where everything is I know where all those blue metals in the graveyard Are so I can shoot them and get the upgraded What are you buying? Yeah. What are you buying? (laughs) All that shit Give me it I'm going to go home and buy it tonight (laughs) (laughs) Let's get Resident Evil 4 Also I think another answer is it's probably Way cheaper to remake a video game Than it is And that's the thing too It's cheaper to buy Like oh I could go and get Outer Worlds for $60 Or Resident Evil is waiting around the corner for a cool 20 right right (laughs) also but outer worlds is really good no i know it is but resident evil's 20 dollars man you know what are you gonna do
1: it's 30 dollars 29.99 you waited too long so is it your seventh (laughs) copy of resident evil or do you want to get out i love this it's also available on the gamecube pc ps2 ps3 xbox xbox or xbox 360 xbox one
0: no i Uh, i think because yeah. I, that's so I funny. own every all of those copies yeah. except Xbox One because I don't have an Xbox One. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: But now you're gonna get a Switch version. So.
0: Would you buy an Xbox One just to get just to make sure you have all the iterations of it? <laughs> oh man, that'd be a, that'd be a good idea. Mm, yes. We'll save this for next time. <laughs> uh you should find us online and tell us what your favorite remake is or what you would remake if you could, if you had Lord of the Rings money. <laughs> Uh, you can do that. You can not pick us. Lord of the Rings though. You can remake that. Sure. Okay. Did you ever watch the cartoon in the Hobbit? Yeah. It was so it's so good. Awesome. So good. There's <laughs> Bucking- supposed to be more of them, but they didn't get funding. Yeah. Cause no so, one. So it ends like halfway through the book. Right. <laughs> Fun. Uh, you can, you can email us and tell us all your thoughts on anything really, uh, at debates on fans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at debates on tap and you can find us on Instagram at debates on pictures. Let us know everything and anything and whatever. Right. Connect with us. Be it'd, with us. It'd be great. Become us. What? Give what? us a like. Give us a
1: heart. Give us a subscribe. And we're be- on Stitcher now. And definitely become us. Yeah. Always become us. Okay. Well, we're going to end it there. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please tell a friend. Become us. Bye.